Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina Jabeur, and this is the ninth narrative journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. Learning never exhausts the mind. These are the words by the Italian painter Leonardo da Vinci, who had an inexhaustible appetite for learning. As well as painting, he was also a sculptor, engineer and architect, as someone who was largely influential in both artistic and scientific fields, he must have sensed that a full understanding of the world lied in both an appreciation of art and science. He also thought that live drawing was a good idea, as did many historic masters in art. The human anatomy is a fascinating structure made up of different layers of increasing complexity. Subatomic particles, atoms, molecules, cells, tissues, organs and organ systems. Life drawing is one lens into understanding how the different parts of the human body are connected and how it can be emotively represented on paper. It might seem like a rather technical activity reserved for amateur and professional artists, that is what I thought, until a friend of mine, an art teacher at the school where I used to work, invited me to a drawing session hosted by Lust for Life Drawing, and I realised how wrong I was. My guest today is Grace Lancaster, founder of Lust for Life Drawing. Welcome to the show, Grace. Hiya, how are you doing? Good, not too bad. So together with your husband, Johnny, you started untutored live drawing sessions in Darlington about three years ago. Is that right? You started in 2018, I think. Uh, 2017. So 2017. It was around, All right. Yeah, it was around 2000. It was around April 2017. Um, we started and um we hold a session each month in Darlington. We've kind of expanded out a little bit. We've done more of various different things, but I'll mm-hmm. explain a little bit more during this. Great. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, imagine there's a film soon to be released called Lust for Life Drawing. Can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? Yeah, um, so Lust for Life, um, it's a rock and roll art sessions that take over pubs, back rooms and upstairs in Darlington and beyond and bears all for artists who are attending. Part one, appreciate life through a different lens. Many non-artists might have a vague idea about what happens during a life drawing session. The usual understanding is that it involves drawing a nude person in real life, so not from a picture. We might not necessarily understand why the models have to bear it all, and also in Western society, especially considering the objectification of women and the type of nudity we are exposed to in films, seeing people with no or little clothes on is more often than not associated with sexuality. So can you maybe explain what exactly is life drawing? Why is it important for artists' development? So um, life drawing really is the oldest form of art. 
So they even found, you know, life drawing in, you know, caves. So cavemen were doing life drawing. Um, I think it, you know, it's important for artist development as it, it shows the body in 3D. It's not the same as, you know, copying off a picture or a photograph. It's actually seeing it in front of you in 3D. And it's, I think it's, it shows like how different body parts are connected. And art's really just about, you know, drawing shapes and forming shapes together to kind of create a whole picture. I see. So it was uh, created long before Leonardo da Vinci. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, you know, as long as people have existed, they've probably drawn other people, whether that's like, you know, a little scroll in the cave or, you know, a, a massive artwork in a gallery. Everybody's always going to draw people. There are other live drawing sessions hosted maybe by art schools or centres in the area mostly aimed at art students, I think, I might be wrong. But you and co-founder Johnny, you didn't want to re replicate these sessions. In fact, you emphasize the fact that yours are relaxed and you add extra elements to them that make them different and maybe more accessible and engaging to the general public. So where did all of this start between you and Johnny who thought of the idea first? It was probably Johnny that thought of the idea first. I think he was looking to do some sort of like art session in the local area, um, but he couldn't kind of find something that appealed to him. Like, we're, to be honest, we're not very formal people. And when you think of traditional life drawing, you think, God, that is so formal, that is so stuffy. And I think the thought of that for both of us, I thought, oh my God, that is definitely not for us. So we thought, if we can't kind of find something we would like to, doing the area why don't we ever go and run it ourselves so you know just over three years ago we thought let's approach our local pub and see if we can take over their upstairs room and just put it out there online to start you know saying well, we've got to run this event and you know everybody's welcome to come along and, and you know give it give it a go i mean it's new to us and it might be new to you so you know just stick with us and see how it goes and I think we only started out with about 15 people at our first session but it's kind of grown and grown from there and I'm surprised how many people actually come along to our little life drawing session because to be honest we're just making up as we go along so yeah that's how it how it all started out and well that's really interesting so how many people do you have at a session normally so our normal monthly sessions in Darlington, we normally have around about 50 people on average. So it's quite a good chunk of, you know, local artists coming. And we have we have a lot of regulars that come each and every month and they, they love coming. We have people who maybe is dipping in and out depending on the other commitments. And then we have, we quite often on every session, we have some new people join us, which is great as well, because you know, maybe their friends come along and they say, you, you need to come along, this, this is your thing, or you've seen it advertised online. So, yeah, well, all the time we're kind of attracting, you know, more and more people every session. And I'm still surprised people come along, if I'm being honest with you. Why is that? Is it just... Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think it's a bit... It's like, it's a, I suppose it's a confidence thing, I suppose. We're just making up, and I, I, we're not professional in every way, and we think, why are people coming along to this? You've got to find out the frauds if they come along. So, yeah, that's probably, probably why I think that. Yes. And then you mentioned that 
a traditional life drawing session is is perhaps stuffy or very formal i've never been to one i've only been to your sessions so can you maybe tell me what happens in in the formal in the more traditional sessions so i haven't actually been to a, um, a more traditional session either um, but from what I, I gather from what other people have told me is um, they're very teacher-led um, and all our sessions are untutored so we didn't want anybody to stand up you know in front of a class and be like this is how you do that we just want people to come relax enjoy themselves you know make marks and paper any way they wish use any materials they wish with having to feel under pressure in a way and I, I think more formal sessions are they kind of tell people, you know, what you should be doing, what's right and wrong. But when it comes to that, there isn't really a right, I don't think. Yes, I agree. And I would probably have had a completely different experience if I had someone standing over my shoulder and kind of telling me, no, that's not right, or you're doing it wrong, something like that. What is the origins of the name? Oh, so we... Before we started, we had two names in um, that we thought we could call this um, session, whatever we were going to do. Um, we're both big music fans, so it had to be to do with music. So one of the first names we had was Led Zeppelin, but Led spelt like a pencil lead, not L-E-D like the band. Um, and then the other one was um, Lust for Life by Iggy Pop. Um, obviously, it's, it's got life in it and we thought we'll just add the name we'll just add the word drawing to the end and it kind of just come from there and it's it stuck ever since now I, I like to think it's quite catchy anyway so and every time i hear that song i, I get a proper buzz and like, i feel really like energetic when i hear it and i feel proud and i think the ultimate thing would be having iggy pop as our model book who knows who knows if he'll ever do that for us <laughs> and i believe every session starts with the same song uh, lust for life by iggy pop is that right oh yeah it it's like our anthem i'll say it's like our lucky charm if we didn't do it it's not even a lust for life session you know when i listen to it sometimes normally outside session i'm looking around thinking oh my god what am i doing i should be telling people to draw and all this so i do have that panic when i hear that song now uh, so I attended your last drawing session at the Georgian Theatre in Stockton. This was actually my first as well. I was planning to attend more, but then the whole lockdown um, story happened and obviously none of that was possible anymore. Now, before the session, I really struggled with the question, can I go there as a non-artist and draw without feeling out of place? like an imposter almost or embarrassed about what I'm drawing or trying to draw is life drawing just for artists or can someone who has perhaps not drawn more than a stick figure throughout their life attend one of these sessions and enjoy them oh absolutely um we advertise in all our events that it's open to all abilities all the levels you won't be judged in any way like if you want to show your work like great if you want to like talk to other artists and get tips you know that's also great or if you just want to come you know maybe just make even like a, a stick um, figure as you said that's fantastic as well so yeah i don't think it's right i just think it's for people who want to do something a little bit different you know maybe get away from like looking at um 
a, a laptop or a phone screen for two hours and you know just relax with kind of like-minded people it was really refreshing the session i attended and part of that was kind of you were just free to try and you might like in my case i was even surprised by what i ended up drawing so it was really a nice atmosphere that you create during these sessions uh do you ever draw your like draw during these sessions yourself would you sit down and have a go at it as well or do you normally just make sure everything's running smoothly uh you know what's really embarrassing i can't actually draw very well and i actually get scared about drawing johnny's more of the artist in this house he's mm -hmm. like an excellent artist to be honest, I prefer like the logistics of things. So I prefer like the organizing of it, like booking the models, booking the venues. Like I love doing the playlists. I've always loved music since I was a little girl. And I've been like really passionate about music. Mm -hmm. So like that's kind of my side of it and just make sure it runs well. Um, and like, I'm in awe of people that come. I just think, wow, these people are so talented. And I, I don't know how they do it. And I'd love to be able to do it. But it's just not for me. And I just think you have to kind of, except what you can and what you can't do really yes well i will be posting some of uh, my attempted drawings <laughs> i'm not promising anything in the linked post to this episode where i will also include uh, some other photos and also some more information about your sessions part two encouraging creativity in others Under normal circumstances, as you explained, Lust for Life drawing sessions take place in different locations in Darlington. Can you first just name a few of these locations? Because I think they're quite creative in themselves. Yeah, of course. So um, a lot of them, we do it in like pub spare rooms upstairs. So we, we do it in places like Voodoo Cafe, which is um, like a Mexican cocktail bar in the town centre. Um, we've done it in unique places, like we've done it on the stage down at the Hippodrome Theatre, um, which was a really special venue to be in. And artists themselves could sit on the stage with the models, so it's a very unique place. Um, we've also done it in the library amongst the bookshelves on the evening, um, which is very unique as well. And we've also done it at the Heatherstein Railway Museum. So we've done it amongst all these kind of ancient steam trains, which Quite a dramatic and um, backdrop for the artist as well so we try to kind of go in all these unique places you wouldn't see a, a live drawing session at. yes and i think that's what makes your sessions so exciting in a way because it's, it's never the same and you've also hosted one in the georgian theater as mentioned in stockton is this your first time hosting in a different town other than darlington yeah, it is. We, I mean, before all this, you know, yeah. lockdown kicked yeah. off, we had we had the idea twenty twenty. Let's do a little lust for life northeast tour, and we're gonna we're gonna do like a week, for example. We're gonna do like one in Darlington, one in Stockton, one in Newcastle, maybe one in Durham as well, and just do like a little mini tour and see how it goes in like a different place outside Darlington where we haven't built up like a following. Um, but. Unfortunately, our plans have been cancelled for the meantime, but maybe that's something we can look at doing next year when, once all the restrictions have been lifted. Yes, definitely. 
Now, we've touched on some of the aspects of your sessions, but can you maybe talk us through step by step what happens during a session normally and then also what exactly you think makes them different from, uh, from traditional sessions? Yes, so each session is two hours in duration and we do all our pauses to music. So I mentioned before we do like a playlist for each one. Um, try to keep my music quite uplifting um, so you know it keeps people like quite alert whilst they're doing you know their artwork and we start off with some quick pauses so we, we start off with like a couple of one song pauses and then we do a couple of two song pauses a couple of three song pauses and then we'll have a break and then we'll have a couple of longer pauses to end and I think it's quite unique because obviously we're fast-paced we're not tutored, we don't put any pressure on people, we do it in quite unique venues. Sometimes we use props, so we might have a theme, so we've done like things like a flower theme, we've had the models dress up as like kind of ancient Romans before, um, we've even had a dog model before, so that's quite unique, having to draw an animal in the flesh as well, so yeah, we, we just like to keep it quite different, quite fresh, we try to do like a different theme every month, so for example, if it was a in August, we might do a summer theme with, you know, beach balls and things like that, or picnics. So, yeah, we just try to keep it fresh and different every time, really. That's uh, really, well, it's fascinating. I'm really sorry I can't actually attend the, the sessions or see more of it for the time being. But you've mentioned that you're not necessarily the artist as such in the duo. You're more in the... Uh, planning these events and putting them together now this takes a lot of time and I believe you also work full-time in addition to hosting these sessions so can you maybe give us an idea of what kind of work you and your co-founder do outside of organizing the live drawing sessions and also what is perhaps Johnny's background in art um, yes, so we both actually work in marketing. Mm -hmm. I work for a digital marketing company in Darlington where we look after other companies, basically online marketing on behalf of them if they don't have a marketing department. And Johnny works for the marketing department at the Darlington Hippodrome Theatre, so he's working within the arts venue. I mean, neither of us have kind of any formal background in art. Um, Johnny never did any sort of art qualifications apart from like a GCSE at school. He's just kind of self-taught and just had a, a lot of years. He's had about 20 years practice from his GCSEs. So, yeah, we, we, we've had no, no kind of formal experience. Like I said, we're both frauds, really. We're both <laughs> making up as we go along. So this kind of turned out okay for us, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that, that's amazing because when you attend these sessions, you think, okay, these people are like really, really into art. They must have studied art because it's just so creative, the whole, how you put it together and the whole experience. What are some of the challenges you have faced while organizing these events? I mean, you, you have to get the models and I suppose you have to check with the venues. Is it okay to be hosting this kind of live drawing session I think in our three years we've been gone, we've been very lucky. I think kind of the only major thing that's happened to us, we had a venue booked and kind of two days before the event, the venue messaged us saying, unfortunately, the venue's closing down and we can't, can no longer host your event. 
I was kind of left panicked. What am I going to do? Am I going to cancel this event? What am I going to do? So fortunately, I had a, I have a friend who is a landlord of a local pub. So I rang him up and said, this has happened. Are you able to help me at all? And he was like, of course, just go for it. Like, you're very welcome to use my venue. So thankfully, we we managed to change the venue and I managed to put everything online and I put loads of posters around the town in case people can see the online messages to say go to this different venue so that's kind of the main challenge that we face at the moment. Do you get people from outside of Darlington? Do you have any plans in kind of expanding getting a bigger audience well audience more people basically from different places? Um, so it's mainly people from Darlington, but of course we get a couple of people from kind of surrounding villages and towns that come along. To be honest, I, Darlington is my town and I love having it here and I love doing something different for the town. Um, so I'm quite happy with keeping it, is it where it is. But as I mentioned before, I'd probably be interested in doing like a little tour um, around the northeast again and you know, we'll definitely come back to Stockton again in the Georgian Theatre because it was a lovely venue, it was perfect for live draw and it seemed to be really well received by people in Stockton. So there's obviously an audience there. So I can, I can see why we can't do, you know, a couple of special sessions there every year as well if they'll have us back. Yeah, that's true. And then how have you managed now to keep things going to a certain extent during the COVID-19 pandemic? I think because of the nature of our events it's quite hard to do because you know unlike a musician you can't say right I'm going to do a Facebook live and you know do a little stream to the audience because we're dealing with naked models here and we have to obviously protect the models we have to you know safeguard you know vulnerable people under 18s that you know can't be exposed to nude models so it's it's been quite difficult in that way but we came up with like a little digital pack we could send out to people. We know who it's going to. We know it's not going to be, you know, made public in any way. So I think that's kind of the, the best thing we can do at the moment. And we're hoping to have maybe a couple of videos from some of our artists, you know, offering, you know, little tips and advice of what people can do to, you know, work on the artwork during lockdown and things like that. But apart from that, it, it, it's really difficult, really, because, because of the nature of our events. Yes, I've got a question because I might not understand all the requirements for these sessions or especially when you're thinking of going, trying to make it virtual or digital, but wasn't it possible to use a platform like Zoom in order to recreate the feeling of a live session or is it not possible? The only way we could probably do like, you know, a Zoom or like some sort of private video chat is if we had a model who'd be willing to do that. To be honest, it, it just doesn't feel right for some reason putting, you know, I mean, anybody could hack into that chat and read stories about people hacking into Zooms and things like that. And I think we have to kind of, you know, be responsible for looking after our models and making sure they're in like a safe space and not putting anybody at risk in that way. Yes. Yeah, I can understand that you, there are a lot of extra considerations, especially when you, you're going online with, you don't know who can hack in, like you said. But on the topic of virtual life drawing sessions, I tried the virtual life drawing pack last week and I really tried to recreate the session as it would have happened by following all of your guidelines. For example, having one pose 
to one song and then increasing that to, for example, two songs, one pose, just to keep the challenge there. And then I made myself something resembling a martini. It wasn't quite that, but yes, I had the drink, had the playlist going, which was great, by the way, reinvigorating. There were songs like Caution by The Killers, uh, some Elton John, Erase and Rewind by The Cardigans. Um, and all in all, it was surprisingly refreshing just to get my mind off, off things in a completely different way. Yet I couldn't help but feel that there was still something missing. And I think this has got to do with what life drawing is, an element of life. So whether it means having the people, other people around you doing the same thing, or whether it is having actual models right in front of you, like 3D, and trying to draw them, the challenge that's in that. Now, regardless of the situation we're facing at the moment, there are many debates about whether it's worthwhile doing life drawing from photographs or not. Because in essence, what you are drawing is an inanimate object, and that maybe defeats the purpose. Now, just on this topic of whether it makes sense to practice or draw from a photograph or not, what is your view? Um, I think it, as long as it brings you some joy and you know, you're happy to do it, why not? I mean, it, even if it doesn't benefit your technically your skills and become the better drawer, it doesn't matter. As long as you enjoy doing it, just do it. It just whether it's from a photo, whether it's from life, just as long as it's bringing you some sort of happiness, that's all I can say. Just go for it. Yeah, that's true. Why not? <laughs> life drawing models, I think they're very brave. Now we've touched on some of the things they have to do and obviously some of the considerations as well. Now, normally they need to ha have no worries about bearing at all. They need to be able to keep a pose for a while and they need to know several poses for the duration of a session. Say someone is interested in being a life drawing model. What do they need to do? Oh, so we have a, I'll, I'll call him our guardian angel, he's, called, he's a fantastic guy called Steve and he runs a company called Life Models Northeast who you can find on Facebook and he basically supplies all the models to us. We just say to him we would like you know, a male model, a female model for this session taking place on this day and he always comes up with the goods, he always comes along to the sessions to make sure it, um, you know, the model's turned up. He's a, he's a very experienced model himself, so he can always step in just in case. And he's just fantastic. And if anybody was interested in, you know, becoming a life model and having a go, you know, find Steve on Facebook. It's Life Models Northeast, and he'll be able to help you out. Um, and he, he supplies models, for, for example, like Durham University. So he does more formal sessions at university and colleges. And he does where he does also like groups like ours as well. So it depends kind of what you're interested in doing. He'll be able to help you out. But yeah, Steve's great without him. I mean, we, we probably wouldn't have models. So yeah, thank you, Steve, for all you do for us. Okay, so do you, you've got different models each time or most of the time you vary them depending on, on who you can get? Yes, yeah, so for example, we try to like 
if one month we maybe have like a female model, the next month we'll try to have a male model. Or if we have two models that month, we'll try to have a male and female model. And, you know, we try to kind of, you know, vary people, different ages and different body types. So just keep it very varied for the artists to, you know, keep them coming back and enjoying the sessions and, you know, tackling different shapes, really. Mm -hmm. Do life models uh, get paid, life drawing models? Um, yes, so Steve, who runs the life model northeast business, he, he tells us the fee to pay them. And it's usually between £25 and £30 for a two-hour session each. Um, but a lot of the models, they, they don't do it for like, the money. They, this is very much just like something they do in their spare time and outside the normal jobs. They just do it for the experience to say, yeah, I've gone out and done that. And they get a, like, a lot of buzz and a high from doing it. So, yeah, that's why the majority of life models do it. Okay. Have you ever considered being a life drawing model? Oh, no way. I would, I would never be able to have a go. I mean, the people who do it, I think they're so brave just to, like, you know, let go and bear all. I, th I think I'd be too worried. and. I wouldn't be able to look people in the eye because like, I know people now, even though like, I know some of the models, it's not like that, but personally, it's just not something I can do, even though I've many people ask me, will you have a go? And I'm just like, no, no way. I'll stick to the other side of it, I think. Yes, I suppose it's not everyone's cup of tea. Part three, redefining our lust for life. So when I first attended a session, it was an eye-opening experience in the sense that even though I'm not a practicing artist, I could unwind, enjoy the funky, energetic songs, mostly classics, and embrace the challenge of drawing a living being. The fact that there was a rotation of poses and therefore a limited amount of time to capture what we saw made it particularly engaging. Can life drawing help people overcome a lack of self-confidence? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, they, they can kind of see what they can create. They can, you know, speak with like-minded like people who are doing similar activities. And I think once they see, you know, like what they can do, they, they, it can boost their confidence, you know, um, they can feel like, you know, they can actually do something, they can do anything they want. Um, and it's also a, a bit of a release as well. So, you know, by making marks on paper or any sort of creative practice, it's kind of a release any tension, which is bound to boost people's confidence. Yes, I mean, from my own experience, like I said, when I went to the first session, I had no idea what to expect of myself, really. And just by going and showing myself, well, I can draw something, it might not be great, or it might not be like anybody else's, but it's not about that. It's just about showing you can do something. And then that has an impact on other parts of your life where you kind of like, well, why worry? But just have a go at it, try. You might just surprise yourself. How can the act of being creative help us perhaps be better human beings? 
like I said, I think no matter kind of what you do with regards to creativity, whether it's drawing, singing, writing, um, I think it helps, you know, let, let, let go of a release and it helps let them build, build up that tension that you might have inside it, whether it's stress, anger, sadness. Um, and I think, you know, being creative is, is a form of self-care, really. It's allowing you a chance to switch off. I mean, especially, you know, now where we're always looking at screens, we always have notifications on our phone. I think kind of coming to like a little session like ours, it, it definitely, you know, helps you, you switch off and everybody's become a bit of a, you know, more rounded being. Yes. And you mentioned that you, you don't necessarily draw, but do you do anything creative? Yeah, like... I like to have a go at embroidery so you know I, I don't really I'm not really one for creating these like amazing embroidery pieces you know that I've got like all these gorgeous floral displays like I quite like just doing you know some sassy slogans because that's more than like, like me and it's just like the feeling of the you know the needle going through the material it's just very therapeutic and again it's 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 a way to switch off in you know not looking at a screen not focusing on the news which is obviously terrible right now I quite like doing that but I also find like music a release or even just doing stuff like creating a playlist like I take it really seriously <laughs> where like I listen to how like music fades into each other and things like that so just even even that is definitely you know a bit of creativity for myself. Yes and I think another part of being creative is it's exactly like you said it kind of gives you that moment to be yourself to express yourself and just affirm that it's okay who you are. You do not have to be like anyone else. And I think I've mentioned this before, but your playlists are really great. And I find myself now listening to the playlist that I downloaded with the virtual drawing pack. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you very much. Like, I really appreciate it. When people say like they love my music choice and I, I get like a little high in my head. I pretend I'm a little DJ, but I know I'm not. I'm only creating a little Spotify playlist, but like I'm just glad that you know some of my music choices brings happiness to people because that's all I really want to do with them because music just brings me so much joy as well. Would you say that what you set out to start originally with Lust for Life Drawing is what you are doing now? What motivates you to keep going even when something changes like with the lockdown regulations? Oh well we, to be honest, we didn't think anybody would really turn up to our first session, never mind it going, you know, for three years and it, it kind of grown to what it is at the moment. Um, I mean, we've done exhibitions, children's sessions, we've done it in unique locations such as museums and libraries and, you know, the indoor market. And, you know, we've had things like a dog model and just really unique things that I would never think to do. Um, so it, it has been a massive surprise and it, it's crazy how many people, you know, just come along every month and support us. And I'm just really grateful for that. And I suppose it's just the people who we've met that definitely keep us going. I'll get a buzz from them. It's great seeing them enjoying themselves and we've just made the greatest friends from it. So, yeah, definitely the people definitely keep us going and I can't wait to see them all after lockdown. That's amazing. And thank you for joining me today, Grace. Before we go... I have a few quick questions just to round up the show. First question, what is the most recent film or series you watched, podcast you listened to or book you read? 
Okay, so I've gone back to, for my TV show, I've gone back to the 1980s. Um, I'm watching RV the same pet, which is about a group of Geordie builders who are working in Germany. And I'm just watching it at the moment because it's a bit of escapism really. It's like kind of, you know, switching off from what's going on in the world. Um, it's not set in current times. And I just think you need that little bit of escapism at the moment. The podcast I'm listening to at the moment is Shag Married Annoyed um, from Chris and Rosie Ramsey. And Rosie Ramsey's just great. She's my favourite person to follow on Instagram. She's so real, so down to earth, and she's absolutely hilarious as well. So it's a great podcast as well. I'm from the north, so that's even better. And then the book I'm also in the middle of reading at the moment is The Pie at Night by Stuart McCorney, who's the BBC Six Music presenter. He's great. He's a proud northerner, and this book is about going around all the different northern kind of nightlife and all the different activities we get up to in our leisure time and it's just great it's absolutely fascinating what people get up to so yeah that's that's what I'm kind of doing at the moment. Yes it's great how it's all very northern based. What is the first place or country that you will visit when this is over? Oh it definitely has to be Newcastle um I'm a big city girl um I used to go to Newcastle, you know, every nearly every weekend. I, I, I miss going to like the art galleries up there, the museums up there, having a little walk by the quayside. It's, it's just it's just a lovely place, and it, it's got it all. And I just can't wait just to just to go back up there and have a little bit of fun, really, because not much fun being stuck in the house. That's so true. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to exactly the same thing. Just getting out of the area a little bit and seeing different places again my favorite places if someone wanted advice on starting a career in art what would you tell them I would just say just go for it I mean I've kind of proved like you know you don't need any formal qualifications or past experience you know if if there's something you enjoy doing and want to make you know some sort of business or, or group out of it there's probably a hard chance others in your area enjoy doing it as well even if you want to try it for only once never mind making a plan we never made a plan when it came to us for life we thought we'll just do this one session as long as we get through this one session i mean we'll be happy and um, so we we never expected it to to go any further than that and i think that's probably the only advice i can give really just just go for it and and try not to worry too much well i really enjoyed the conversation and a lot of the things you shared are very true and can be very helpful uh, for people to hear. So thank you for joining us once again, Grace. Thank you very much. If you would like to find out more about Lust for Life Drawing, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Lust for Life Drawing. If somebody wants to try out a virtual life drawing pack, can they still contact you to receive a pack? They certainly can, yeah. All our details are on our social media um, accounts. Um, it's just a case of dropping me an email and I'll send that out for you. And it's free for everybody to do. And you don't need to have come to a previous session before because it all explains it in the pack. So anybody's very welcome to, to get in touch. Smashing. I will also provide all the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this narrative journey, 
Kindly spread the word by leaving me a review on Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Sharing the podcast episode and giving me a thumbs up on social media helps a great deal too. Join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas.